Welcome to From Our Vantage Point, where you can easily access expert perspective and practical approaches to tackling common topics and concerns in not-for-profit governance and management. My name is Maria Turnbull, Associate Executive Director at Vantage Point and your host. On behalf of Vantage Point's entire team, welcome and thank you again for joining us. From Our Vantage Point is brought to you by Humanity Financial Management, a chartered accounting firm dedicated to helping Canadian not-for-profit, charitable and social enterprises build capacity for strong internal financial management. Humanity Financial Management's part-time controllers and CFOs provide support for budgeting, reporting, audit preparation, policies and procedures and internal controls. Their results, financial risk reduction and asset protection. Visit Humanity Financial Management online at humanityfinancial.ca. Today's podcast considers the topic workforce, uh, that being paid volunteer contractor planning. Joining me is Brad Beatty, founder of POP, the People Agency, a boutique consulting agency that introduces innovative workforce models to enable teams to thrive as people and project leaders. Brad's other day jobs have included Greater Vancouver Regional Director with the Canadian Cancer Society, Manager of Workforce Operations at Bannock, and Manager of Business Services here at Vantage Point, uh, which was Volunteer Vancouver back at that time. Brad has long been in my own fan book as he was actually the very first person I ever spoke to at this organization as I was exploring job opportunities. Brad, can't believe we've managed to snag some time with you today. Well, thank you for having me. Always enjoy spending time with you, Maria, and the Vantage Point team. Uh, so we're here today to talk about workforce planning in the not-for-profit sector. First off, Brad, uh, how would you describe workforce planning for those of our listeners new to the term? Sure. Well, workforce planning is a process that involves really a number of conversations throughout the organization. It can be on an annual basis as well as part of the first phase in any project. So technically, it's the systematic identification and analysis of what an organization is going to need in terms of the size, type, and quality of workforce to achieve its objectives. It determines what mix of experience, knowledge, skills, all those things that are required, um, and sequences these steps to get the right number of people in the right place at the right time. All right. And how is it different? How is workforce planning perhaps different uh, in a not-for-profit versus for-profit context? Mm, good question. Uh, the workforce planning process is the same, really, for paid staff, contractors and volunteer roles. Ideally, workforce planning conversations focus on overall organization and team operations and workforce strategy and considers a variety of position types as part of the overall workforce model. Often in for-profit organizations, you see a number of roles which focus on leading projects, but not people. Leading people usually happens in management type roles. Uh, At POP, we believe the strategic advantage of not-for-profits is their ability to engage volunteers throughout their organization, in addition to the paid staff and contractor roles. So imagine if an organization could work to ensure all staff were both project and people leaders at all levels of the organization. Many successful not-for-profits significantly enhance their mission impact by focusing on this uh, strategic advantage. Great. And who leads this area of organizational planning? Is it the ED? What kind of role does the board play? Yeah, no, <laughs> again, great. The uh, Really, workforce planning happens at all areas of an organization and involves all project and people leaders. So depending on the size of the organization, the workforce planning process may be facilitated by a workforce function leader. Uh, titles can vary. It could be a volunteer engagement coordinator, HR, or people operations, and they often will support with central tools and templates. 
but throughout the organization, also individual project leaders are responsible for managing their own project operations, and with that, identifying where they may be able to build a team to support this work. For example, a volunteer to help write press releases. Uh, team leads, so depending on titles again, directors or managers, will work with their business units or departments to identify what roles they need in place to meet their department objectives and deliverables. Then the executive director and board chair. The executive director will lead, I'd say, exploratory conversations with their team leads, um, those directors and managers, in order to gain full understanding of workforce needs across the organization and will support them in making decisions on strategy and roles. And then the board chair. Really, their job is around leading the process for the board of directors and typically also for the executive director role. Okay, and uh, I like you're introducing the the notion of in, at the individual project leaders uh, level. I was just thinking about you know taking a micro example, the podcast series that we've been running. Um, when that was in its kind of uh, birth or idea stage as a project, uh, thankfully I've kind of been schooled in a, a similar um, <laughs> perspective and passion in terms of how else to engage volunteers in my work, and yeah, it seemed kind of a no-brainer to me when I, I guess I was workforce planning um, on a micro scale, but when I looked at what needed to happen to figure out the technical aspects, um, I had no idea about sound engineering and even, you know, um, approaches to podcasts in general, and we were able to source expertise in those areas um, in part through our staff team, but then um, more explicitly through the volunteers we were able to engage. Yeah, I think that's a great example of where workforce planning, there may be this annual piece that goes with your annual operational planning and strategic planning, um, and there's times through the year. I think planning has changed in general where, Mm. you know, really you're looking at more of a 90 days type of planning um, for different projects and what's emerging and what your needs are. Constantly just pausing and reflecting and thinking, okay, how could I behave differently? How could our, what could our team benefit from? I think is something, you know, like you did a great example of that. You may not have gone forward with this great podcast series without it. Yeah, excellent. And so uh, you've just mentioned sort of workforce planning at different layers. How would you say it fits in in relation to the strategic plan? Right. That's definitely, as I was just kind of saying, the strategic planning really, it helps leaders determine where to spend time, human capital and money. Typically, after a strategic plan has been developed, um, often you, that's when you go into your operational planning and from there down to individual work plans for teams and individuals. Workforce planning is carried out in alignment with the operational planning process. We really think that that is the, the right time for it. The operations plan will show clear objectives and deliverables that need to be met for, for the strategic goals. And project and people leaders can use this plan to identify needs and gaps when it comes to people. That's when you can find the opportunity to do the podcast because you may not have had capacity on your own, but you thought, okay, how can I behave differently? Um, What's interesting is I think this also can go the other way around. Uh, Workforce planning can drive operational planning for sometimes. For example, you may have identified a new position and need operational details to know what the role will look like or the process of planning for a large number of volunteers uh, for an event. It may bring up operational questions around what the event will look like. 
Um, but for your situation, if somebody had come out, your sound engineer had come in and said to you, hey, you mm. know what? I noticed you don't have podcasts and I'd love to help you. Well, then that workforce planning opportunity would be driving your operations sometimes. Mm, great. Um, sort of responsibly yeah. uh, reacting when somebody walks in the door with some skills exactly. that can put to, put to use. Um, what does the end product actually look like? So is it a written plan? Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what are your perspectives on that? It, it varies. I, I used to try and think of what's the ideal template. You know, how can we <laughs> share this around and everybody could benefit. But the reality is it really does vary by organization. It could be a, a Word document, an Excel document, or part of another document altogether, like an operational plan. Ideally, though, a workforce plan, however you decide to do it, it's a living document that's revisited and updated regularly, just like you would an operational plan. Um, Typically, a workforce plan includes different elements, like a breakdown of the roles in the organization. Is it a paid volunteer or contractor? The total headcount, if it's a larger event, that's important. Start end dates, objectives of the roles, skills, qualification requirements. Uh, large events also scheduling, start end times during events of operations that require shift work. So uh, for Vanock, that was significant. Um, and workforce plans can also go deeper and capture training needs. As the, across the organization and can be used for succession planning. Mm. So really, it really varies on how much time do you have, how detailed do you want to go, uh, what's the scope of the project. Yeah, okay, great. Thanks, Brad. Um, so I was taking a look at uh, POP, the people agency, and yeah. I noted uh, one of your kind of lofty aspirations, striving to create impact without mission fatigue. And I, I love that notion. Uh, can you tell us how your philosophy around workforce planning helps you accomplish that? Sure. At POP, again, we believe in one team, or more technically, that workforce equals paid volunteers and contractors. We also believe that the strategic advantage of not-for-profits is that ability to engage volunteers, essentially creating an unlimited HR budget. So we work with our clients to challenge them to think differently and engage skilled Mm -hmm. volunteers to increase capacity. Everyone can be a project and people leader, not just a project leader. So it's that aligning the workforce planning with operational planning planning that allows our organizational leaders to kind of pop up out of the noise of their day-to-day and their normal and provide a holistic view of their team as well as their deliverables. It Really, strategic workforce planning creates a culture of people, sets a tone for the rest of the team and models effective people engagement. Great. And as I mentioned in the introduction, one of your past roles was with workforce operations during the Olympics. <laughs> yes. Here in Vancouver. Um, how did that experience shape your perspective on workforce planning? Right. Uh, I love puzzles, Maria. Uh, my, my happy place is when I'm working with teams to work through a complex challenge to kind of get through that fuzzy front end, as technology people sometimes call it, and achieve those simple small bites. I think it was Einstein who said the definition of genius is taking the complex and making it simple. I felt I was a part of a genius team at Vanock mm. who did just that with all that we did, uh, including workforce planning. Wow. And are there approaches to planning for our human resource kind of requirements, our human capital needs that aren't working for us anymore? Yeah, I think, it's, I'm not sure if it's a new best practice, but I think it's one um, that's still could be new for lots of organizations. It's really to take a look at volunteer engagement and HR working together uh, in workforce or people engagement team to provide that holistic view and consistent experience across all workforce roles. So I love that people operations is becoming uh, or replacing HR Mm. for organizations like Google 
it was a it was a huge motivator for us um, when we came up with our agency's name, Pop. It's people operations. It's consistently um, valuing your team members and treating them the same, um, whether they're in a paid volunteer or contractor role. Great. And any resources to suggest for our listeners? I think the biggest advice I have is figure out what is right for the size of your organization and the project that you're doing. Um, Workforce planning can be simple. And come chat with the team here at VantagePoint, I think is what I would offer, or uh, give us a call at Pop the People Agency. Great. Thank you so much, Brad. So great to have you here. Thank you very much. Always enjoy the invitation. Uh, Finally, we'd like to again thank our sponsor, Humanity Financial Management, Rock Solid Reporting for Causes That Count. And to our listeners, we hope you'll tune in to our next edition, published the third Wednesday of every month. We encourage you to submit your ideas for upcoming podcasts through our podcast blog page or via email to info at thevantagepoint.ca. 